welcome to the Spectrum Lounge podcast, where we discuss creators of color disrupting the game in TV, film, and pop culture. I am your host, Rebecca Theodore Vachon, and on this episode, we chat with actress Kimri Lewis, who plays Poppy Banks on the ABC family comedy, Single Parents. Welcome, Kimri. Hey, you better Hi. use the microphone voice. Yes, girl. <laughs> so Come on now. You are too much. <laughs> see, I see why Jake Choi loves you. <laughs> you got it. Yes, right. I love you some Jake Choi. Sometimes you just got to let them know. You know, I got this microphone voice and you're going to hear it. You gonna Thank hear you. Voice. I've been working on it. I've been working on it. <laughs> Welcome to love the it. show. I've, I'm so thank happy you. to I'm have so you Thank you. I'm so happy on. to be here. I'm excited Yay! to be in the Spectrum Lounge. Yeah, thanks thank for having me. Thank you. Um, I love single parents, I must tell you. It's it's my favorite show. I was I, I, I was explaining to someone today, um, I got them watching it, and that's my spiel. I was like, the thing with single parents, it is like, it's wholesome family fun. It's wholesome but edgy, which is what I yes. like. Yes. It's a great yes. blend. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. That's so, like the ultimate compliment. Thank you so much. I feel like, you know, <laughs> when folks say that and or they'll say, you know, I can watch this with my kids, that just warms my heart. Like that's that's I want to be able to do that for families, you know? Uh, well, you're doing an excellent job. <laughs> hey. So can you tell our listeners um, just basically what Single Parents is about and about your your character, Poppy Banks? Yes. Yeah, so I play Poppy Banks and um, on Single Parents, you know, it's a show about a group of parents who come together who wouldn't ordinarily be friends, but because their kids are all in the same class and they're best friends, you know, we, we sort of create this village um, and we become best friends. So, you know, we lean on each other for everything from dates, you know, dating again to, um, you know, pick up and, and school snacks and drop off and all that good stuff. Oh, great. And um, I play Poppy Banks. So Poppy is an entrepreneur. She owns a what we call on the show a wine brewery. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a mix of a wine shop and a, and a bookstore. So it's like my, my, my haven. I love to hang out there. I would love to hang out there in real life, too, because wine. Why not, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, you know, Poppy is a single mom who, who puts her son first, obviously. Um, she is she's very progressive and and loves to um, to show off her her feminist skills and, and surround herself by like minded folks. Um, and she's just down to do whatever for her friends. Right. Um, You know, the thing I love about Poppy is like, you know, we've had all like these depictions of black moms on television and usually like, you know, when you talk to people like who are the like the black moms to come to mind is like Claire Huxtable. Right. Like she was just like married and, you know, a lawyer and everything. And the thing I love about Poppy is that and particularly with television of today is that we are allowed to have like the spectrum of black motherhood. And I just love what Poppy, what your character brings to the table. Like, yes, she's a divorced mom, um, but she's like the successful, like you said, she's the successful uh, business owner. You know, she's this devoted mom. Um, And, but what I love about Poppy too, is that she has a fun side. And so I love seeing her get into shenanigans. uh, (laughs) She definitely has that. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I I totally agree. I think that's one of the things that drew me to to her was that, you know, so often you see black moms on TV and 
you know, aside from the Claire Huxtables, there's few and far between where you, you don't see Black women as single moms who aren't often, often like struggling to make it, you know, they're, they're usually like missing a sock. Their hair is all, you know, crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) you know, they're, they're just not put together. And I love that the story that we're telling is that even after divorce, even being a single parent, um, you know, Poppy puts her best foot forward, which is what so many of my single mom friends look like and mm. act like. You know, we 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 we're going to do what we have to do for our kid and we're going to look as good as we can doing it. That is true. <laughs> um I do love um particularly the relationship that Poppy has with her son, um Rory and yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know the show doesn't overtly say it, but it it is coded that worry might be a queer child right or that he might be queer um and just not and so i i love the fact that you have this depiction of this black mom who just loves her son and isn't trying to police who he is like she just lets him be a free spirit um so what what's it like working with um the actor devon trey campbell he's he's wonderful as worry what what kind of working relationship do you guys have yeah, well, I I love this kid to death. Um, mm-hmm. Devin is he is you know he comes from Broadway, and so I'm he's always we're all trying to keep up with him um, <laughs> because <laughs> ain't none of us been on Broadway, right. um, and, and so he just brings um, such a a professionalism. Number one for a kid that age, it's it's so it's it's a rare find. Um, but he also brings um, just the spirit of love um, to his work and to set. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have just a blast and I'm, I'm so thankful. I'm, I'm the luckiest TV mom in the world. Yeah. And those kids are amazing. I, I'm trying to remember the name of the actors who play the kids, but the kids are hilarious because they're like mm-hmm. you're watching the the parents but with the kids too um someone has said this on twitter today they were like one of the reasons that they love single parents is that they give the children on the show such autonomy and give them a voice and i was like oh that's why this show works because usually you know sh- the kids are like usually like a distraction or they're like an inconvenience but they pr- they really do give the children a voice in this show which i really appreciate yeah, and I think that's a you know a testament to real life as well, right? Like, the, it don't matter what you got going on; the kids are gonna say what they want to say. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're going to come first, and so I love that we make them a priority on the show. Right. Uh, so I know when I was watching the first season, when I was watching the first season of Single Parents. I noticed that there was some chemistry. I was like, I don't know if I'm reading this right, but I felt like there was some chemistry between Poppy. Um, and Doug, who's played by the great Brett Garrett. Um, and I was just like, are they going to try to put them together? I was I was just kind of watching to see if they would. And so it, I was actually happy to see them put Doug and, and Poppy together in the second season. Like they on paper, they shouldn't make sense. But somehow, I guess because of the actors that are pretty, like, I believe the relationship because there's such opposites. Um, what's yes. it like working with Brad Garrett and just kind of like, bringing that relationship to life on screen. 
Yeah, you know, um, they got jungle fever. They got jungle. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Brad, uh, working with Brad is is a dream. He's so very funny. I I leave set with cramps all the time because he just has us all in stitches. Um, but aside from being funny, he also has this um, genuineness that I think comes across in in the characters that he plays, and especially this one, which you know is so far from who he truly is. Um, it's, it's, it really makes me a better actor, you know, being there with him, um, in, in these scenes and, and you're right. Like these characters are so very different, you know, um, Poppy is very progressive and liberal and, you know, Douglas is conservative and, you know, she, she likes being social and hanging out with the group and he can be more of an introvert. Um, and, you know, like he, Poppy lets her son, you know, be who he is. And, you know, his kids are, uh, his, his daughters are more, um, you know, militant and like soldiers, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, which is great. And um, so I, I love that they're so polar opposites and yet what brings them together in addition to their kids and being parents is the love that they have for the, the other person, um, which, dang, wouldn't it be great to have more of that in today's day and age? I, I feel like nowadays you, you hear somebody else is a Republican or you hear that they're a Democrat and you automatically just shut down. You ain't listening to what they got to say. Mm. And I love that we can explore that love can come about even through the, these differences. Right. Yeah. Because one of the things that I, I loved about their relationship was that in a way, Poppy was starting to have an effect on Doug. Um, I mean, yes, he's still conservative, but you could definitely see that there was more of a positive change going on. And it, it had nothing to do with her giving up any of who she was. Like she could still be, you know, her carefree and her liberal self. And it was just more like he was kind of more drawn into her like, oh, OK, she has a point on something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And isn't that what makes great relationships? You know, right. you having effect on the other person and vice versa and um, you becoming better as one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then as and then also with Poppy's uh, friendship with Angie D'Amato, which I love. And, um, you know, and especially when you talk about like depictions of like interracial friendships, um, that you have this black woman and this white woman who are just bonded by the love of their children. I mean, like, and it's, it's a very equal relationship, which I really like. Um, yeah. what's, it, what's it like working with, with Leighton Meester? It's great. You know, I, I love that on this show, we see that because everybody will say, like, I got a black friend, I got a white friend, right. you know, but in, in this particular relationship, like, these women are best friends. Um, they stand for sisterhood. You know, they're going to be there for each other through it all, um, no matter how silly it may get sometimes, uh, no matter how many glasses of wine they may have to down along the way. <laughs> right. um, they're, they're there for each other in such a loving way. And I so appreciate that because in my own life, that's how I am with my with my girls, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so how did you get the role of Poppy? I, um, girl, I had to I had to get on the pole. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I. Um, <laughs> They would have they would have not given me the role if I got on the poll. They would have been like, um, thank you, next. Um, 
Yeah, that takes a lot of balance and upper body strength. I, I just ain't got it like that. Yes, it does. I, uh, <laughs> I had to, um, I auditioned for this. I got the call on a Friday that I had this audition on Monday. And, um, you know, they, they, the casting director, you know, kind of called me up and told me what they were looking for and um, in this single mom and that she was uh, recently divorced. And at the time, the character was very into um, like crystals and meditation and, you know, um, you know, that was her driving force. And so I checked off at least two of those boxes because I was recently divorced and I was, you know, an, on an annual um, silent meditation retreat. Um, and so I just felt already that, you know, me and her had a lot of parallels and that I had a lot to offer. So I went in um I didn't know that Brad Garrett was being was going to be in the room, and he was there, and Taryn Killam was there, who plays Will, and um, yeah, they it did just seem to be a, a good fit from the very beginning. And um, a few days later, I I got the call that they wanted me to come back, and, um, you know, do a, a a tape to send to the network, and did my actory stuff, prepared. <laughs> Prayed, meditated, you know, <laughs> right. the edges down and, uh, <laughs> and found out that I got the role. That's so, great. That was, it was fun. Yeah. It was awesome. So good. Yeah. So I know we have a future. Uh, we have a mutual friend in Jake Choi. Uh, Jake, yes! plays, Jake plays Miggy Park on Single Parents. And of course, your character Poppy and, and Miggy are also friends. What's it like working with Jake? He's so great. But I'll, I'll, I'll let you tell us. <laughs> He's no, you're, I, he, he's just the best. I mean, he doesn't, um, he, it doesn't get any better because he's so real and I can just count on him. Like I can count on him for so much, you know, for laughs and for the keep it real moments. And, um, and he does just that, you know, he's from Queens. He don't play around. <laughs> so he, he, he looks out for his sister and I appreciate it. And, um, I just, I love him. I love his family. He gives me dating advice. It's 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 a nice uh, <laughs> and I return the favor. Uh, it's it's a nice mix. Yeah. Great, yeah. He has great relationship advice. Great relationship advice. So yeah, he I does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. I I highly recommend if uh, folks are out there, he should start like he should start a dating advice podcast. That's what he should do. <gasps> That's a great idea. You know, I, you we, know should, we should hit him up and let him know. <laughs> I think he'd be that, good at why it. hasn't I do too? Why hasn't he done that yet? Hmm. He'd be great at that. I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. So where? So where are you from? You're 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 you grew up in um, L.A., right? I As did. I'm born and okay. raised in South Central, um, Normandine Adams. So I grew up there and went to New York for college and came back home. Oh my! <laughs> so when did you yeah, know you can't wanted do those cold winters? <laughs> oh yeah, it's 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 a mess in New York. Um, so when did you know you wanted to be in entertainment? Like when did you know you wanted to be an actress? You know, when I was younger, I think my mom knew it before I did because she was just like, "I'm gonna have to put you in all the extracurricular activities. You need to get out this house." <laughs> oh no. So- I was in a performing arts troupe called the Theater Rascals, and it was a group of black and brown kids from from L.A., and we would put on these shows, these performances, 
at different locations, you know, at different parades. Um, we would be at the Crenshaw Mall just performing while people are, you know, getting their Cinnabon. People would stop and look at us oh <laughs> like what God. they do. Uh, we would like perform these African dances at the at the um, Martin Luther King Day Parade. And so I, I, I know that that's where it started for me. But as a kid, I was really shy. I was so afraid to be out there and, and be the center of attention um, in front of people, at least. When I got home, it was a whole different story. Right. Um, and so I think as I got older, um, you know, I started stand up and that, that helped some. Um, and, and, and just, you know, learning to not be out there performing for other people, not care, caring less about what other folks think mm-hmm. um, and doing it more for me is is what helped me break out of my shell. Right, right. Do, do you remember what your first TV role was, like your first paid role was? Mm. Well, I did. Yes, I do. And before that came, I did a lot of extra work. And I highly recommend if folks want to enter the business to be a background actor. You learn so much. You're just there being paid to soak up you know, the business, right. you know, you, you see so much of, and you can learn so much being just being on set. Um, but my very first role where I had a line was, uh, it was the show called half and half. Uh, it was on UPN. Yeah. Yes, girl. That was my show. Essence. Yes. Yes. So it was, I, I got a guest star on that show and I played like this real tomboyish tennis player mm-hmm. and, um, you know, Essence's character was calling me in and she wanted to represent me. And then, you know, I was, I was, she wanted to do a makeover on this tomboyish, you know, tennis player and I just wasn't having it. And so I didn't wind up signing with her, but it was so much fun. And I loved that it was, you know, back then, it, you know, we had the multicam. Um, audience, the live audience. And it was just the best. I had so much fun. That's amazing. And so I, I know you also um, worked on Scandal. Um, yes. Did, what was that like, like being on set with Carrie Washington? Did you get to work with her? Did you have any scenes with her or get to talk to her like off camera? Absolutely. And so that was my second time that I got to work with Carrie. The first time we did a movie together called Peoples. It was a yes. comedy with her and Craig Robinson and David Allen Greer and Essie Payton Merkerson. It was just mm-hmm. so much fun. And so when Scandal came, you know, I played reporter Ashley on that show for, I think it was four seasons or five seasons. And um, so we just got to reunite and it was a love fest as usual. Um, you know, Shonda, that's a Shonda Rhimes show. And what I love is just how much they put women first. And you just really felt like you had a voice there. Mm-hmm. You're taken care of, um, you know, hair and makeup wise, because that's important too. You know, if you feel good, you look good. Yes. And um, and yeah, just advancing the the narratives of of powerful women um was was really what I, what I took away from that show. And, um, so I, I, I'm so, so grateful for it. Right. Well, speaking of hair and makeup, which is interesting because there's been, um, I think it was like a couple, a few weeks ago, um, Tisha Campbell 
was on The Real, the daytime show, and she was sharing a story about, I think she said this was when she was first starting out in Hollywood. She was maybe like 18 years old and she was working on a show and she was walking out of the makeup and hair trailer and she overheard one of the white stylists say, I think it was the hairdresser, um, hairstylist who said, well, I don't really like working with black hair because it reminds me of pubic hair. And she said mm. that she was, she was just so wow. traumatized from that. She said the whole rest of the show, she just insisted on wearing a wig because she was mm. like, I, di- I didn't want that kind of energy <laughs> in my hair. Wow. So, so in your experience, I mean, being in the business for years, have you ever had like, you don't need to call people out, but just have you ever had any experiences like that? Let's no, say- No, either- I'm calling them out, Rebecca. Okay. You know who you are. <laughs> you watch me, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but have, have you ever had that experience where like you might get on set and they didn't, maybe didn't know how to do black hair or they didn't have the right makeup shade for you? Like where you just kind of felt like, okay, I've, I'm going to have to do my own hair and makeup. Like ha- have there been any situations like that? Countless times. Wow. So many times. And, you know, on shows that are still on the air, you mm-hmm. know, and you just think, okay, we're in the 2000s now. You right. Know? This is a thing of the past. This happened in the 90s. No. Um, it's a problem. It's a big problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, because I feel like Black stylists, they have to learn how to do everybody's hair. Yes, they do. You know, they have to learn how to do everybody's makeup. So why should it be that the, the non-white, the non-Black stylists, the non-Black makeup artists you know, don't have to do the same. It should not be that I go into, you know, I book a job and have to bring my own makeup and my own hair tools because they don't have anything for me in the trailer. That should never happen. And it happens all the time, Mm. all the time. Um, It's so discouraging. Or they'll have like one shade of black makeup. And it's like, well, that ain't my shade. So (laughs) one shade? Oh my God. You know, like yeah. if you ain't if you ain't mocha, then you're screwed. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I I think, you know, people talk a lot about um having more people of color um in front of the camera, mm-hmm. but I also feel like not just behind the camera on executive levels is where we need to improve, but in the trailers. Right. You know, these are the people who you know, they're supposed to be looking out for us. They're supposed to know, you know, what products go on on black hair. They're mm-hmm. supposed to know what, um, you know, if you have sensitive skin, which so many of us do, you know, what what um, makeup or foundations to stay away from. Right. And um, it's just, I think it's a true tragedy that that is not the case still today. Yeah, that's got to be well, because I have I have a sister of mine, uh, my youngest sister, she's a um, hairdresser. And I specifically remember her coming home like she had her textbook um, and she showed me in the textbook, like the area like where they were talking about black hair care. It couldn't have been any more than like maybe two paragraphs, maybe one. And it was just really just saying and it really wasn't even talking about taking care of natural kinky hair. It was just like black hair is just coarse and kinky. And this is how you put a permanent 
and uh, it should be permed and you should just you should just hot comb it. Like it didn't have anything else as far as like cutting, conditioning. It was just it was almost like it's just something to be handled. Like you need to mm-hmm. manage it. And I was like, manage wow. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so sad because there's such a plethora of different um different varieties of our hairs, different textures of our hair. And you can't cover that in a few pages, you know? Right. Um, That it's, it's really heartbreaking. And, you know, the way it's set up just to delve even further into it is that Mm -hmm. there are these, you know, hair and makeup unions. And so if you ain't got, if, if you're not a member, if you're not a union member, then you can't even work on most of these shows. And it's like, we don't have access to that stuff. We don't know about that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're just going to, you know, barber school or to get our, our license, our cosmetology license. And so having access, having that knowledge is is what needs to occur because I'm, I'm sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of it. That's got, that's got to be so demoralizing. Like, especially if you see like your white female co-stars are getting like the five-star treatment and then you're just like in the corner just well you know it was funny because um with this quarantine uh my sister my same sister the hairdresser she made this observation hey sister hey sarah so she made this observation she was like um she was like have you noticed that like the black actresses that have been like since quarantine like the black actresses that have been doing like ig lives or doing interview or still doing like video you know like snapchat or tiktok she was like you'll notice that their makeup still looks good and she was like she had a theory that it's because of the fact that black actresses have had to learn how to do their own hair and makeup they're they're prepared they're pretty much prepared for the quarantine they were like well i don't need my glam squad um, it, has that been the experience with you? Like, like, you know how to do your own hair and makeup. I can get yeah. away with, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm in the right light, you know, <laughs> at my right angle, right. You know, don't get too close. Don't zoom in on my edges. <laughs> um, but I, I can get away with it. I, I love my team. I'm proud. You know, when I have these press events, I have an, an all black team who comes in, who knows my hair, who knows my skin, and I don't have to worry about it, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we on quarantine time. So <laughs> I'm just kind of, you know, finding the right light. Every now and then you'll see you'll see my pictures with without my edges. I start at the forehead, forehead down, right. you know, because I'm not the best at it. And that's why there are professionals. I posted today, actually, a, a photo of me like how long it took me just to get a decent look. You know, oh, this wow. ain't even like full on glam. I'm catching yeah. cramps. You know, my arms is up. I'm, they shaking, <laughs> trying to get these edges, trying to get the back. The back is always the worst. But what I realized is a trick, girl. Mm-hmm. In quarantine times, you ain't got to do the back of your hair. <gasps> just You're do the right. front. You're That's right. That's all they going to see. <laughs> You're that welcome. You're that welcome. Well, you know, the funny thing is like the good, th- well, not that the quarantine is a good thing. One of the one positive things is like my skin hair has, has cleared up because I haven't been like, I can go weeks without wearing makeup. It's like, I can go like two weeks. And then yeah. I was just like, oh, okay, this is, this is cool. But then when I do wear makeup, I have noticed that my makeup skills have actually gotten better. If that makes any sense. I don't even know what that's about, but yeah. Yeah. We got to <laughs> do what we got to do, girl. Because we we ain't got the squad right now. It's, 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 it's and thankfully, 
Mm-hmm. I got this weave right before the lockdown happened. So I'm still holding on. Oh, thank you know, God. I'm trying to be real gentle with her. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I'm, you know, the governor said phase three is going to be coming out in a couple of weeks and I'm going to barely make it if that's the case. Right, right. <laughs> So pray for my weave, y'all. Oh my gosh. Um. So how? So how have you been handling the quarantine? Like, how have you been like keeping yourself busy, keeping yourself like, you know, emotionally and mentally balanced? Like, how how has that yeah. been for you? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. Um, you know, I think I'm holding up pretty well. I think I'm doing a lot better than um, some people because I can I can stay at home. You know, I can stay at home and and not miss being outside. Um. For a few days at a time. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, there's something that that happens when you go out in the sunshine and you, you know, you see in other people and other cars and you look up at the sky that I think is rejuvenating for your mind, your soul, your body, your spirit. Um, and so I, I try to force myself to get out of the house, even when, you know, I may not have to, even if it's just going for a drive and, mm-hmm. you know, we're rolling the windows down. Um, that's a good idea, actually, when, when you're trying to dry your weave, roll the windows down in your car and just drive for a good hour and it'll dry, you know, it'll get wow. those parts that, yeah, yeah. I did not know. You see, you got, you have like these really good life hacks. I love it. Well, okay. yeah, we don't have <laughs> access to a dryer right now. You know, <laughs> we don't. You can't sit under the dryer. So you trying to dry your weave because you don't want it to, you know, get moldy and nothing like that. Nobody wants a stinky weave. Ooh. Roll your windows down in your car and just drive, girl. Put some Jill Scott on and or some, ooh, put some Beyonce on, put some Megan Thee Stallion on. Oh, I and love that. be dry. Oh, um, so yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing those <laughs> things. But I also, I'm a big believer in meditation mm-hmm. and affirmations. So even if I'm not leaving the house on a day I'm not leaving the house, or even on a day where I'm wearing my pajamas, like today, um, I will, I will say my meditation. I'll do my meditation and I will, um, say my affirmations. That is great. You know, I actually need to start doing some meditation. I think that's a good, cause I've noticed like when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I'll do is check my social media. So I'm trying to break out of that where it's like, just kind of oh, give yeah. my, just kind of just clear my mind. And I think meditating is probably the best thing to do Ooh, first thing in the morning. Yeah, I highly recommend starting your day off that way. And so there's mm-hmm. Insight Timer, which I, I think is the most popular um, meditation app. And they have some really great new meditation leaders, um, w- particularly women of color Ooh. that they put on there, which I'm happy about. But then there's also Liberate, which mm-hmm. is a, uh, a meditation app founded by and for people of color. So <gasps> I love that. Yes. Yes, I love yes. that. See, and I told you, know, you, you just you just come in with the life hacks. I love what it. else you need, girl? What else you need? <laughs> I love I, that. I stop at taxes. I don't know nothing about taxes, but anything else I can help you out for. I help okay, you out so on. how about how about fitness? So I mean, you've got a lot of celebrities now. They're you know can't go to the gym. Like, how do you keep yourself fit? Or you're just like I, I'll just mm-hmm. wait till the quarantine's over. No, I, I did that for like the first three weeks and then that wasn't cute anymore. So um, my jeans were like, nah, girl, no. Um, so I do, I like to mix it up because I get bored quickly. Right. I like to run. So I'll run outside. Um, I wear I wear my mask when I'm like on a block when I see people, with, but when people come into you, you know, mm-hmm. my, my area, <laughs> then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put my, I'll mask up. Um 
I also do, I really love virtual reality boxing. Ooh. So yeah, girl, there, I have my Oculus Quest mm-hmm. and there's this game called Knockout League on there and it is so much fun. They have this like, this like old school black boxing coach and he will kick yo behind, girl. I mean, you are full on sweating. You're sore the next day. You can either choose to fight like other opponents, or you can just be. Um, they'll like take you through a bunch of skill sets, and you're like punching and dodging and blocking. And girl, when I tell you, you are sweating. It's a full on workout. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. try that. That look because I love kickboxing. So. This sounds like it's a yes, girl. I it's love it. so much fun. Great. That's yeah. Great. So I'll yeah. do that. I'll run. I'll do. I'll do. Um, knockout league. I'll play knockout league, and then um, I'll do online Zumba every now and then. Ooh, I haven't tried Zumba. I need to try that. Oh yeah, girl. It's I fun. I it's a lot of fun. That's cool. Um, well, thank you so much. Oh, so what can we expect for tomorrow night? I know tomorrow. So tomorrow night is the season finale of Single Parent. Yes, and so Wednesday I- the thirteenth. Yes. So I know we have, so we have some questions. I mean, cause I know this season, well, I just watched last week's episode and uh, we mm-hmm. know that Poppy and Doug decided to kind of, you know, give the relationship a break. So, I mean, are they going to get back together or not? Or are we going to, is that going to be addressed? You know, tomorrow? I think in this episode, mm-hmm. you'll, um, they have, they have a shot at it and we see what happens. Ooh. Um, yeah, and you know, I think it's a it's a really great it, it's a a typical single parents episode because mm-hmm. everybody's helping everybody. It gets wacky, it gets crazy, um, and we're all just like in our element of you know, all right, well, I'm not good at this, you're good at that. Let's put our things together and you know, make some magic. So it, we're we're keeping our focus on the kids, but also trying to you know live. <laughs> trying to live our lives that's great okay so I'm, I'm looking forward to it tomorrow yeah so i'm keeping my fingers crossed that you guys will get the season three renewal because we need it Thank we, you. we need shows like single parents in the world yes For real. Yes. yes we do I love, it. I love it it's so positive i love it and not corny Thank you, rebecca you're welcome. no no we keep it real <laughs> well i will definitely have to have you back on the show this was I'd so much fun Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Absolutely. So you've listened to a new episode of the Spectrum Lounge. See you on the Spectrum other side. Lounge. Thank you. Other side. <laughs>